You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. I've always wanted to take an entire podcast and reflect on Rex Ryan and his tenure as head coach of the Buffalo Bills. You guys have heard some nuggets from me throughout the course of our discussions about my feelings regarding Rex Ryan, but I struggled to figure out a way to effectively do a podcast on the Rex Ryan era with it just being me on the show. So I had to assemble a panel and I know I have the right mix of guys to have this conversation because I have very strong opinions about Rex Ryan, but I don't think they necessarily represent everyone in Bill's mafia. And so I'm going to share my thoughts, but in doing so I invited some others to the table to deliver their thoughts and kind of compare and contrast some of the feelings we had about Rex Ryan and, of course, discuss all of his antics as head coach of the Buffalo Bills. And in just a moment, I'm going to be joined by Anthony Marino, host of the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings podcast, Greg Tomset, the host of the Cover One Buffalo podcast, and Joe Miller, the host of the Overreaction podcast, to do a Rex Ryan roundtable. I want to play our conversation in its entirety But first, let me tell you about our sponsors for today's podcast, and then it will be an uninterrupted delivery of our roundtable discussion. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. After an extensive search... Uh, conducted by myself, Kim, Russ, and Doug Whaley. Uh, the Buffalo say, uh, Bills, as you know, have hired a new head coach, and 
that coach is Rex Ryan. This thing on, because it's getting ready to be on. And, uh, and that's the truth. I'm not going to let our fans down. I am not going to do that. Okay, I know it's been, you know, 15 years since the uh, the Bills made the playoffs. Well, get ready, man. We're going. We are going. But this team is, we know how loaded we are with talent. There's no question about it. You mentioned how well we played on defense last year. You know, fourth in the league's probably a little disappointing. Okay, to be honest with you. Because that's not where my expectations are. I know we'll lead the league in defense. Okay, that's just... That's just the way it goes, okay? Uh, as Terry likes to say, we have one ego. I go, yes, sir, that's exactly right. When he hired me, that ego got a little bigger. But, um, but it's the truth, all right? It's the truth. We can put it up there. Put all, everything you want uh, to our opponents. Put everything you want on the, your bulletin, you know, bulletin board. That's fine. You know, the Bills say they're a physical football team. The Bills are going to say they're going to out-prepare you. We're going to outwork you and all that stuff. Go ahead and put it up there. I don't care where you're at. Put it up there because we're not afraid of it. All right? That's what we think we're going to do. My message to our team, get ready. Start preparing now. Start preparing that we're going to be playing games, you know, in, in January and, 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 and so forth. Start preparing that way. And, and we're going to, you know, are we going to, uh, something about's going to, uh, uh, that I think is characteristic of our football team, we are going to build a bully, and we're going to see if you want to play us for 60 minutes, because we're going to give everything we have, every snap out there. I don't take myself too seriously, but what I do take seriously is the product that you're going to see on the field, and we can't wait to show it off in September. I'm joined now by this outstanding panel that I have assembled to reflect on the Rex Ryan era of Buffalo Bills football. The panel, Anthony Marino, host of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast. We've got Greg Thompson, the host of the Cover One Buffalo podcast, and Joe Miller, host of the Overreaction podcast. And gentlemen, we're here to talk about Rex Ryan. And on January 12th, 2015, the Buffalo Bills made the decision to hire Rex Ryan as its next head coach. Five-year, $27.5 million deal that they just got done paying for. And this is coming out of the 2014 season, which was a, a really strange year in Buffalo Bills football. They went 9-7. and seven. They finished second place in the AFC East. Terry and Kim Pagula became the owners officially in Week 6. It was that year that Kyle Orton took over the team and really ignited the offense and they had a pulse for a first time in a while. The head coach was Doug Marone, who, as we know, after the season resigned from being the head coach of the team, taking advantage of a very strange opt-out opportunity in his contract. And then you had general manager, Doug, ba Doug Whaley, president, Russ Brandon, the owners, Terry and Kim Pagula, making the decision to hire Rex Ryan as the next head coach of the Buffalo Bills. The candidates they considered, right? So this was a very expansive search for the next head coach. It included Daryl Bevel, Adam Gase, Dan Quinn, Frank Reich, Mike Shanahan, Pat Schumer, Hugh Jackson, of course, Rex Ryan, who they hired, Kyle Shanahan, Jim Schwartz, Greg Roman, and Terrell Austin. They decided on Rex Ryan. And so before we talk about 
Ryan as the decision. Let's go back to when he was the coach of the New York Jets. And obviously, a division rival, somebody that we know very intimately from rooting for this Bills football team and playing against Rex Ryan coach teams with the New York Jets. I'll start with you, Anthony. How did you perceive Rex Ryan and that New York Jets football team when it was under his leadership? Well, Joe, my perception of Rex at the time was he was a defensive mastermind. And, you know, you don't follow the Jets as closely as you follow the Bills. But in many ways, you would use that measuring stick of those games against the New England Patriots. And Rex Ryan and his defense, when he was the head coach of the Jets, they always used to give Bill Belichick and Tom Brady more than they could handle sometimes, right? And it was one of those that you looked at and said, man, the Jets have a a bad quarterback in Mark Sanchez, but they have a good running game. They have this great defense. And that was my perception of Rex, right? I mean, here was a guy that if he was on a team – that had a good quarterback, that had some good offensive weapons, man, he could take a defense and, and get them in a great position to be successful. Um, I thought he was a good head coach at the time. All right, fair enough. Did anything about a shtick? You know, like I think what you said is very true, but were you ever bothered by some of his antics as a coach of the Jets? No, and I never paid as much attention to it right at the time because I wasn't a Jet fan. So you would see it. I have a lot of friends that were Jets fans. I mean, after the fact, they all gave me a little bit of the, listen, man, we told you so about this. (laughs) But at the time, I didn't really notice it. And I think it was also a point for a Buffalo Bills franchise, despite being 9-7, and having new ownership, staying in Buffalo, fans were desperate for attention right? Mm -hmm. You were a bit of a forgotten franchise. Mm -hmm. So someone like Rex Ryan brought, at least we thought, instant credibility to a franchise and brought some some swagger, I guess you could say, which he certainly did not lack for. So that's the way that that I saw him is kind of that fun-loving defensive coach that I'm cringing as I just talk about it now, but that was my perception at the time. Well, thanks for being honest and taking us back to that point in time in your life. Joe Miller, what did you think about Rex Ryan when he was coaching those New York Jets? I'm pretty much in the same category, the same boat that Ant is in. Uh, there was a great deal of, you know, Rex just seemed to be a good fit for that New York City kind of vibe. He loved the spotlight. He flourished in the spotlight. You can't argue with the the success that he had in New York, again, being one of the few teams that had beaten the Patriots. Um, I wasn't either. I mean, I'm not a big Jets fan, so I didn't pay a ton of attention, but it just seemed like a good fit. And I hate the Jets, so I never wanted to see him succeed. But it was nice watching him beat the Patriots and have actual success against them because we rarely did. Uh, As far as uh, the antics stuff, the only thing that I ever caught wind of outside of just being a huge persona and a big personality was the whole foot pictures things with his wife. (laughs) Like when that thing hit the news, I was like, wait, wait wait (laughs) what's going on uh but outside of that i didn't have a huge amount of you know i didn't have a bunch of feeling for him he just seemed like a good fit he was a good coach and like the jets were decent at times i felt like the bigger problem the jets had was mark sanchez right it wasn't necessarily rex or the defense so that's where i kind of the space that i lived in greg Tomset, never shy about being honest what'd you think about (laughs) mr rex ryan as the coach of the jets I, i was a fan I thought he was the right kind of brash and outspoken, 
you know, a loud mouth, but he backed it up. You be Belichick in the playoffs, you can talk. You know, it's you have a right to, and you do it with Mark Sanchez. I, you know, obviously he knows what he's doing. So he was that that desperate, you know, guy. Then you have a chance to to date a really good looking girl, but she's got a lot of crazy to her. But mm. it's okay because you're really desperate for <laughs> to walk around with somebody like that on your arm. You know, I, I was okay. I was okay explaining it to myself that. You know, no, man, this is awesome. We have a guy who has choices, who chose Buffalo. He came to Buffalo when he had other people pursuing him. I like the idea of him coming, and I saw him as the right kind of brash, the right kind of even bragger, but I wanted that. I wanted a guy who was going to come in and talk trash and then back it up because we had never had either. Mm. So I guess I'm going to be the most unique with my response here because – I think I kind of have a, I wouldn't say it a brand, but th- there is something about me that people know, and that's I don't like Rex Ryan. And my <laughs> dislike for Rex Ryan stems from way before he was the coach of the Buffalo Bills. It was when he was with the New York Jets, and I just did not like this man. I did not like this football team. And I can honestly say, and maybe this is, you could choose to believe it or not. I don't care. This is an honest statement for me. I don't think I've ever hated another football team. I don't currently hate the Miami Dolphins. I don't currently hate the Jets. I don't currently hate the New England Patriots. I legitimately hated the New York Jets when they were under Rex Ryan. I hated his shtick, the way he acted, um, the way that it was always him in the spotlight. And then something that maybe I'm more in tune with because I do the whole college football side. That's a big part of what I do with my work. The further that this team got into the Rex Ryan era, I saw it become worse and worse. Like I saw, okay, the more his fingerprints got on this operation, the worse and worse this team came became, right? The, the big hype was that they go to the AFC Championship game his first two seasons when he's the head coach there, but then never making the playoffs again, a six and ten, an eight and eight, a four and twelve, and then he's fired. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I never liked him. And so Rex Ryan, this is really interesting. And I didn't know this going into this conversation. Rex Ryan started off at a very bad place for me. Cause you can only imagine when this guy became the head coach of my favorite football team, how I felt about that. Right. And so the, <laughs> this is going to be a fun journey to work through the rest of this because man, oh man. <laughs> and I, I love hard knocks. I don't know if you guys do, do your, oh, but oh, when yeah. he oh, eat it up. But when he was on hard knocks, you know, it was at the jets and all that. I'm like, this guy's a clown. Like I just, I couldn't buy into this guy. Mm. Um, and so we were never, <laughs> we were never in a good place. Me and old Rex. So uh, <laughs> I guess I, I sort of spoiled my answer there. Cause the next question I have is t- take us back to the way you right. felt. Coming out of that 2014 season, new ownership. We're all relieved. The Bills are staying in Buffalo. The team seemed reasonable, right? Like nine and seven, like there's something here. Doug Marone quits, right? The defense was exciting under Jim Schwartz. And then they hire Rex Ryan. So I, I think I think you guys know exactly how I felt. This guy never liked him from the second he became the Bills head coach. I hated everything about his introductory press conference, making all these promises. I felt like they were hollow and empty at the moment. And me, one of my biggest gripes was you had this 4-3 defense under Jim Schwartz that was tremendous, absolutely tremendous, and you could not have went a more polar opposite direction in terms of scheme and philosophy to take this really talented defense and hand it over to Rex Ryan, who you know is going to want to come in and put his fingerprints on it. And I just told you, the, the more fingerprints got on the New York Jets, the worse that team became. So I was not a fan of this hire from the second it was even a consideration. When he 
was announced as an interviewee. Folks, I was not in a good place. And then my worst nightmare became true when they made him the head coach. Greg, sounds like maybe you were a little more optimistic. It's important to be honest here. Uh, I was ecstatic. (laughs) I was ecstatic. It was... You know, we can lie to ourselves and say that, you know, oh, good riddance to Doug. You know, we screw him. We didn't want him anyways. It sucked to go nine and seven and then have a coach say, I'd rather be unemployed and just take your money and go away than continue to be the head coach of your team. You know, I, you know, make all Devontae Davis jokes you want. That sucked. Like it, it was just that dismissive feeling of, dude, he'd really rather go be a college offensive line coach than be an NFL head coach for our team just because his agent had the savvy to negotiate an out clause if the team got sold during his tenure. God bless him. All right. And then it turns into, okay, well, is everybody else going to be afraid of this? Are we going to, at the time, are we going to have to like beg for just former fan favorite Frank Reich to come be a coach when he obviously doesn't deserve it because I was an idiot at the time. Um, And then going through all the other pieces of it, again, it was, hey, there's this guy who I watched beat Belichick with a crappy quarterback because he could take all the other pieces and look how good our defense is. He's going to be able to beat Belichick with our defense, and we don't even need a good quarterback because he did it with Sanchez. And this is a guy who had options, and he chose Buffalo. I – I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. I, I was totally in the the Sports Illustrated cover at the Big Tree with with, with, with <laughs> it. Just it was everything I wanted. Was that a guy chose us who had options, and I I needed that after being just cast aside literally for nothing from Doug Marone. Joe Miller, your thoughts when he was made the head coach. So it's funny because you have to back up a little bit. Obviously, the Pagulas, <clears throat> excuse me, buying the Bills and releasing us from the lies that the NFL had told the Buffalo fan base that Buffalo is not a big enough market to support an NFL franchise for years and years, decades. That was the first moment of elation, right? Was effectively uh, the Pagulas buying the Bills. As far as Marone quitting, also, I remember where I was when that, that tweet came through. Like, that was a big moment for me, too. I was glad. Marone was gone. All the same sentiment uh, that Greg shared as well in that in that scenario. As far as Rex goes, he was not my first choice. There was a great deal of what what Greg said as far as yes, he chose Buffalo. He's a legitimate head like NFL head coach candidate. He's smart. He knows how to use a defense. Where it derailed for me prior to, and I got shouted off the Twitter box for this. And this is years before I had a podcast. I was like, we are a 4-3 wide nine front football team. He is a 3-4 hybrid coach. And I was up in arms on Twitter at the time with, I think, all 300 followers that I had about <laughs> the fact that he was not the coach for this football team and he was going to destroy this defense. And I was shouted off Twitter, basically being told that a hybrid 3-4 is the same thing as a 4-3 and all coaches run multiple and it's all the same thing. Don't worry about it. Shut up and sit down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get back to, the, you know, get to get to the back of the bus. So I basically just went with it. And again, to your point, Joe, you know, the, the press conference there was some ickiness there. Like, you know, those playoffs, the playoffs, when you get ready, we're going like we're going like stuff like that. And he talking about the former bills and the history of the bill. It just was, it was just icky. Right. But I was, I would tell you that I was not, he was not my first choice. He was absolutely not my first choice, but I accepted it when it happened and was cautiously optimistic only to realize my, you know, biggest fears came true. 
get ready because we're going right. Get ready. Is this thing on because it's about that's, to be. That's right. Good gracious, Anthony Miller. Your thoughts when the Bills hired Rex Ryan and all the dynamics that went into that era of Bills football. God, I hate myself so much right now. I wish I went first so I could just get this out of the way. But like to to Greg Thompson's point, I was I was excited. The Bills had gone nine and seven, and they were literally an irrelevant franchise to so many folks. There had been speculation of moving to Toronto, Donald Trump, John Bon Jovi. Would the team go to LA? What was going to happen? Right. So you were just to Greg's point before, right? You were just desperate for the national spotlight. I don't even know why. Like we have great coverage throughout Buffalo. All the the men and women that cover this team to to feel like you need this national coverage. But I felt that at that time. And during his introductory press conference, and I remember where I was because I was flying for work and I paid for the Wi-Fi on the plane. <laughs> So I could watch the press conference. And I remember like in Joe, you just said it like, is this thing on? Cause it's about to be. And it was just like, Oh yeah. Like Rex is going to come. They're going to beat the Patriots. Joe, to your point, And I remember certain things, right. Of like, well, the three, four versus the four, three, I'm not a big X's and O's guy, but I'm big into coaching. And you think mm. like successful coaches are smart enough that it'll just be like, Hey, this is the talent that I have. If I've got guys that are suited to run a 3-4, I'm going to run a 3-4. Or if I've got a talent to run a 4-3, I'm going to run a 4-3. Obviously, there was a different level of pride involved here, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, God, I cringe because at the time, I was I was excited. I really was. And I, like Craig said, like we've got to be honest here. I was. I paid for the Wi-Fi. I wish I had that money back right now. <laughs> Paid for the Wi-Fi. That's, That's going to be one of the best, best lines that comes out That's of this podcast. <laughs> Here's why I, where I will also be honest, because I think no matter what, when something becomes yours, you start to try to buy in, right? I, I, a lot of us didn't like when the Bills drafted Josh Allen, but you, you started to buy in, right? You're like, all right, I'm in on Josh Allen. He's my quarterback. So when I was trying to convince myself that, all right, Rex is the coach. I'm a fan of this team. What I started to to try to believe is that running the ball and playing good defense is a tried and true way to win football games in the NFL. And it was this era of NFL football where it was dominated by Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And I had told myself over and over again as the Bills continued to fail at finding a, a reasonable franchise quarterback, let alone a, a great one, is that, well, not everybody gets to have Brees, Brady, or Manning. And so you better find a way to get the rest of your roster up to a point and be able to run the football and be able to play good defense so you have a chance to compete because Brady, Brady, Brady Breeze, and Manning just and Rodgers, they don't just show up all the time, or Roethlisberger at the time. And we were somewhat, we were much closer then than we are now, but we were somewhat near the times when you know Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl with Brad Johnson. You saw the Ravens with Rex Ryan, right, win the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. And I'm like, oh, if you, if you get everything else, right you can get by with a guy so i'm like all right well this maybe this is maybe this is how you take don brady who was absolutely in his prime and so that's when i try to convince myself that this could could work that's that's what i certainly cling to all right so now we don't have to say any more nice things about rex Ryan, right so <laughs> so now we can really reflect on him being the head coach of the buffalo bills and so 
when you guys think about the many strange, loud, obnoxious moments of Rex Ryan's brief stint, only two years, he didn't even make it two full seasons in Buffalo. Let's talk about the things that stand out. Let's talk about the things that irked you. What characteristics of that football team just pissed you off? And so nothing here is scripted. Let's just go. Let's talk about being fully pregnant or eating dog biscuits, whatever you have here. So who can wants I, to jump in? Can Miller, I start? Can I start and not talk about necessarily the the antics? But for me, the most memorable, the most negative, memorable piece for me of the Rex Ryan era was coming off of that Jets game that I was at. I believe it was a Thursday night game. We lost 37 to 31, I think. And I'm driving back to Ohio at the time I was living in Columbus. And I stopped at a gas station. I pull in, put the truck in park. And that's when it came across GR that they had just fired Greg Roman. And I just remember thinking to myself, how is that the answer? Like that's the, that's, that's where this, and, and I'd still to this day, don't know how it even sits with me, but I guess that counts as an antic, but the defense was horrible. And we had had like, he had never turned the defense into anything great, anything solid. And at the end of the day, the answer was Greg Roman, you got to go after the bill scored 31 points. It was just for me, but there's other stuff too, but that's probably my biggest negative if when I get energy about Greg, uh, uh, about Rex Ryan, that's it. Cause I really felt like Greg Roman was not the, like the fault. I didn't feel like he was the problem, but that's just me. Anthony, so, which, what, what's that first thing? I like how Joe framed that. Like when I start to, you know, search for that fuel, what's like that first thing for you? Right. So for me, it's a little different because it's actually documented. And I wrote an article for Buffalo rumblings almost five years ago to the day. I've got it here. June 4th. 2016 and i titled it why i'm done defending rex ryan mm. and at the time brian galliford was the editor-in-chief and i went to brian and i said i just have to get this off my chest and he was he read it and he said all right i'll publish it because you guys know right sometimes you say anything negative about the bills and people are going to jump all over you and people jumped all over me and you guys know me well enough i try to stay optimistic even keeled mm. not get too negative and uh, it was the Sports Illustrated article interview that he did with his brother, Rob, with Jenny Varentis. And when I go through this, right, I mean, they referred to themselves as badasses and how just great coaches they are and winning Super Bowls and talking about all of the former Baltimore Ravens. No mention of like current Buffalo Bills or anything. And it pushed me to the edge. You want to eat dog biscuits. You want to do skydiving. You do some things to help out some charities. Like I value that stuff, right? It might be a little corny. It might be a little hokey. Fine. But that was something that just got to the point with me where it was just all about him. Mm. And I take leadership very seriously, whether I'm coaching my kids' teams, whether it's the group that you work with, you know, in, in our professional lives uh, or your favorite football team. Right. And you just look at this and it was like, this is not a guy that is anything about the team. He is about himself. Mm. And I even said it in the article. He, they, they keep referring to themselves as badasses. I don't even think they know what that term means. <laughs> like Rob Ryan had got fired for being a defensive coordinator, a historically bad defense in New Orleans and got fired. Rex took a top five defense and then here they are in the bottom 10 in the league. Right. Going back to a point Joe Miller had made before I'm, I have this article open on my screen right now. And at least I feel like it's redemption for paying for the Wi-Fi before <laughs> that we joked about. But it was one season in right. One season in of football 
where I went from being excited that he was the head coach to then my friends, the Jets fans saying like, we tried to tell you, but yeah. he's just, he's just not it. I, I think. Let me stick in a point here, Greg, because I want to build off of what Anthony said uh, about it kind of being a, a Rex show, right? We always knew it was the Rex show. Mm-hmm. And, and so kind of dating back to the way I felt about him with the Jets and kind of letting you guys know how I felt even during that introductory press conference, when the, the next moves that he made before a football game was even played was wrapping his truck in all the Bills stuff and wearing the Thurman Thomas jersey at the NFL scouting combine. Like to me... While I think a lot of people saw, oh, yeah, this guy's Buffalo, right? He's trying to win over. Like, this is how you win over Bill's Mafia. I was that guy. I was that guy. And that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Anthony Marino's got his hand up as well on the Zoom call here. For me, that was just, that was adding fuel to my beliefs, right? Like, the way I felt about him at the time, because I thought this was very much just Rex being Rex. And I'm like, well, does any other good NFL head coach paint their car like this and do they wear like vintage players jerseys to try to win it like i'm a very in the scouting world i always look at prototypes and i don't like exceptions and i like to i like to understand okay this data pool leads to this and like i'm like i I apply that to the way i perceive rex ryan i'm like nobody does that yeah but bill's mafia but bill's mafia is wired different we're wired differently than other teams and and rex was about as much as for every you know ek empanali signing that annoys you that he did he did those things that bring energy to the memory and that's what bill's mafia is about bringing energy to the memory so for him to walk out there in thurman thomas's jersey who we all feel like is like the prototypical you know he was marshall falk before marshall falk was in the league for me like there was a there was a boosting there it's like yes walk the walk wrap that truck tell everybody you want to be in buffalo so and i think and i think that's important to remember where my starting point with rex ryan was versus yours and yeah. so I think we we felt differently about that because of that initial perception of Rex. And so, Fair. Greg, Fair. I kind of cut you off there. What what you got? Man? No, no, it, it's it's. I'm going to try to tie together all the comments. It was finding that line that Anthony found, and that I was okay with your. I, I was all right with the wrap in the truck. I was like, all right, he's trying to show that he's bought in. I didn't. I knew what we were getting when we got him. So the the dog biscuits and the wearing the helmet <laughs> at the at the thing. And I actually I was okay with wearing the Thurman jersey. Like at that kind of thing, I was like, all right, you know, trying to just show you're in touch with it or whatever. I, you know, I, I knew what we were getting when we got this. It it was the tipping point very similar to Anthony's with bringing on Rob, and then it it became more shtick than substance so there was always shtick but it then became more so in the i'll never get over the tandem bike like I, i'll <laughs> oh, just i'll yeah. never get over it yeah and and honestly <laughs> from a comical standpoint for all the reasons we know the one that hurt me was it, joe touched on it that i can't and apollo being signed yeah purely because he punched the other quarterback in the face and rightfully was released from the team for assaulting a teammate in the locker room. And not only did Rex, you know, move to sign him for that purpose, but that he thought it was great. It was that moment where I was embarrassed about, I can't believe this guy's leading our franchise and that you thought that was the message you wanted to send that, all right, man. Like it, and 
Like you can hide behind signing a guy, but like you literally made him a team captain for the game. Like that's such a, you know, like a a high school bully move. Like that you're so superficial that you don't understand how bad that looks because you you it, it, to Anthony's exact point, you think that's what a badass is. Like that's what you think <laughs> a badass. Is? Like uh, it was. It that point completely turned me off. I became embarrassed that man, what is wrong with you? And then from that point, obviously it unraveled quickly from there, but it took me a while. But that was the one that was the the nail in the coffin for me. I hated the fully pregnant stuff. Mm. I hate I hated it, especially because year one, it felt like a crutch and an excuse that you know Rex just tried to carry over some of the Jim Schwartz stuff. And, and this team had to be fully pregnant with his defense. And he hires Rob Ryan and ma- names mm. him the assistant head coach. And yep. you're like, wow, this guy was a bad defensive coordinator to begin with. And you haven't really coached a good defense in a while yourself, Rex. And, you know, the, the messaging from the players about how this the scheme was really complicated and nobody was playing fast because they didn't know what to do. It's like, you know, like eventually as a teacher, you got to ask yourself some questions, right? Like, all right, you know, some, when, something's got to change here. My guys don't know what the hell they're doing. When you're and dropping so, Mario, Mario Williams into coverage and he quits playing on you, and then Bill's Mafia yeah. lashes out of Mario Williams, who's one of the best defensive ends that right. we've had on this football team. So, yeah. yeah so fully, let me share one thing with, no good. Let me share one thing with you guys because I did a quick Twitter search because sometimes, to Greg's point, right, you got to look back and see what you wrote. December 31st, 2014, 7, 12 p.m., I write a tweet, what if Rex comes to the Bills? And my first response from at Joe Miller Wired, the Bills <laughs> defense will be ruined. You, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there Receipts. It is. Almost seven years ago, Joe and I did not even know each other at that time, but then you take a look at it and you just think, again, to that point, what he did with that defense, the talent that was on that defense. Yep. And just what it became in one season, it just uh, – it's still mind-boggling. It yeah. hurts to think about it today. Quick sidebar, quick sidebar. All of us are very good. And if you want to gain Twitter followers, speak GIF and speak GIF well. And there's two <laughs> genius GIF makers. The first one is the, the one that did the wait what uh, or what wait – no, it was wait mm-hmm. what for of Greg Thompson. The other one is the whoever created the GIF of the tandem bike and the, and the Ryan brothers riding it over the falls. Yes, like those yes. – those are the two most genius gifts on Twitter, <laughs> right there. <laughs> Does anybody have comments about um, going to Game Seven of the World Series? Did that bother anyone here? Does anybody remember this? It was I a game didn't. week. The game game week. They rented a bus and piled in a dozen Bill staffers to drive to Cleveland for Game Seven of the World Series. They left early because it went into extra innings and there was a rain delay. They came back. The Bills were four and four. They had lost two in a row during this game week. After starting the season four and two, they ended up losing to Seattle on Monday Night Football. Their third loss in a row fell to four and five in the aftermath of a middle of the night trip to watch game seven of the World Series. Wasn't quite the uh, Mike Malarkey cheeseburger uh, situation, was it? (laughs) Well, and you take a look at it. Obviously, in the moment, I don't know that I was upset about it, but in hindsight, can you possibly imagine Sean McDermott ever doing that? No. Ever? No. Like, can, 
if it was a really important prep week the week before training camp, can you see him doing no. that? Like, OTAs I, even no. Like the man, you know, <laughs> he accidentally had fun once when he was six, and it was because it was Christmas <laughs> and he forgot. Um, like it's just it's such a foreign <laughs> concept to go from that to now having such a disciplined professional. I didn't know it at the time, but yeah, that talk about things that Sean McDermott would never ever ever do. That's so funny. Yeah, well, he, he, has, he he got caught doing having fun and did six pu- or sixty pushups immediately right after he was like, "Oh, yeah. so yeah." So let me ask this question, Joe, because I know it was one thing you talked about the obsession with Clemson, and again, you can look back at it now. His son was on the team, so do you look at that and do you give him a pass for that? I mean, it's so much of this. It feels like the culmination. And to Greg's point, and I agree. The game seven of the World Series at the time, I didn't think too much of it. Looking back at it now, it's certainly like, how could you even do that as a professional? But when you look back at the Clemson piece, I'm just the the picture of him wearing the helmet at the press conference. And again, is it like, hey, it's your kid's team. That's one thing. Or is it just what a just clown show by trying to pull something like that off? My problem was when they drafted Tony Stewart. Um who just had no business being an NFL draft pick at linebacker, probably a forgettable name for a lot of people, but not for this draft crazy guy. And so as somebody who works so hard on this and you see a player like Tony Stewart drafted, and it was only a six round pick, but it was one of those that made you say it's Rex, you know, it's just Rex having his answer there. Um, so that, that bothered me. And then, you know, Shaq Lawson was a pick that I liked at the time. So I don't want to criticize that, but I do feel like it, he became a little bit more willing than I wanted him to be to stick his neck out for Clemson guys that, Mm. you know, didn't want it. So good. Does anybody else have anything else in this segment before I I make my final point on things that irked me? We're good here, but this, this was actually Rex Ryan's last game. And I think it's a, it's an important one for us all to remember as we reflect on the Rex Ryan era of bills football. It was his last game. His last drive as head coach of the Buffalo Bills, 31 to 31. It's overtime against the Miami Dolphins. A loss means you are eliminated from playoff contention for a 17th consecutive season. There's four minutes left in overtime. He punts the ball from his own 42 yard line on the third and two, we can, or fourth and two. We can debate that, but whatever. Dolphins take over first and 10 from their own 15. The first play of the drive, you know, when you have the opportunity to have a defensive huddle and put your guys out on the field the way you want to in a cre- in a critical situation where you need a quick stop and the ball back, the Bills had 10 players on the field. 10. <laughs> Dolphins running back Jay Ajayi rips off a 57-yard run to set up a very short game-winning field goal attempt. Dolphins win. Bill's playoff drought extends to 17 years, but Rex Ryan is fired. To me, can can there have been a more perfect ending? <laughs> you right. know, I mean, just an undisciplined football team leading the NFL in penalties, not living up to anything you talk about for you to go out like that because you couldn't get 11 players on the field to fit the run with the season on the line. That moment was fully pregnant. <laughs> You're damn right it was. I was going to say, clearly they should have fired Greg Roman sooner. 
<laughs> right? There we go. Now, this is the tongue-in-cheek I wanted when I came up with this. So I think, I think we're all pretty – I think we all stopped defending Rex Ryan pretty quickly. For Joe, it was really kind of in between year one and year two. From me, it was exactly the moment he showed up for an Jump. interview uh, <laughs> to be the head coach. Uh, Joe or, or, or uh, Joe Miller and Greg, anything you want to say in terms of what, when you remember that moment that you stopped defending Rex Ryan and said, you know for what, me, I'm done for me. It literally was when, when Mario quit on him, when, when, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I remember where we were, where I was standing when we signed Mario Williams, you know, the whole idea of him, he was, he was in Buffalo and they were whining and dining him. And I was like, I got blocked by pro football talk because I was calling them out because, because they said Mario would never sign in Buffalo. And then he did. And I was riding them and they blocked me for years over it. But when Mario quit on him and he was very much, I don't understand what I'm doing in this defense and why I'm even on this football team. And what's funny is Bill's mafia went after him and he still has a bad name in this town because of the way that he quit on Rex Ryan. That for me was kind of the moment. Cause you just, I mean, Mario Williams was a phenomenal football player. He was a yeah. phenomenal football player on this team and was worth the hundred million we paid him, in my opinion. So let's finish on a high note, as we just talked about on December 27, 2016, following that week 16 loss to the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, which eliminated the Bills from playoff contention. Rex Ryan was fired then on January 11th, 2017. The Buffalo Bills hired Sean McDermott to be its next head coach. I want you guys to tell me, like, were you excited when they hired McDermott? Obviously, contrasting to the way you guys felt about Rex Ryan when he was introduced as the next head coach. And then I always like to bring up the other uh, people that interviewed for the job were Chris Richard, Harold Goodwin, and Anthony Lynn. They made a request to interview Vance Joseph, but it never happened. Uh, Anthony Marino, when Sean McDermott was named head coach of the Buffalo Bills, your thoughts? I had no idea who Sean McDermott was. <laughs> I was just like, who is this guy? I had no idea anything about him. Nothing, right? I mean, a milk toast kind of press conference, the complete opposite of, of what we had had with Rex Ryan. But I remember seeing it and just being like, okay, this guy seems like a football coach. And thank God they got this one right. Because, you know, you talk about when you hire any coach, right? You can't mess up twice in a row because if you do, it's just a downward spiral until you figure things out. And I'll say this, credit to Terry and Kim Pagula for pulling the plug after that week 16 loss to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you certainly could have looked at the record of the team at seven and eight. Okay. You could be 500 again, like certainly not something you would look at and say you're going to fire a coach with a 500 record. And they did, and they brought in Sean McDermott. So at the time, it seemed underwhelming. Again, you're not getting any national headlines with the hiring of Sean McDermott. And now I can argue three out of the four years that he's been the head coach of the Buffalo Bills that he should have been named NFL Coach of the Year. And that's not me being a homer or any sort of bias. He undoubtedly should have won in 2017. He undoubtedly should have won in 2020. And I would argue with the quarterback that Josh Allen was in 2018, he should have won in 2019 as well, mm. leading that offense to a 10-6 and six record. Mm. So I wasn't happy at the time. Um, I couldn't be more ecstatic that he's the head coach today, though. You got to love that. All right, Greg. 
Your last so I, word on, on this and welcoming Sean McDermott. I was only a half notch ahead of Anthony. I was vaguely familiar with the name. Um, <laughs> I knew of him as, you know, I remember the name for Philadelphia. I knew he was the defensive coordinator in Carolina. That was literally about it. Like I knew he existed as a person. And all I remember was the comment coming out of the interview that he showed up with a binder of what he was going to do on every day on the job in the first 365 days on the job. And I said, sold, I'm in, <laughs> I know people like that professionally. Right. I know that kind of person I'm in, I want that guy. Um, so that, that was the tipping point for me was that anyone that maniacally meticulous to go through and do something like that, that's what we needed. That was the same way coming out of that relationship and you need the rebound. That's the other end of the spectrum. Uh, he was perfect. So I, I, I didn't know what we were getting at the time, but that little tidbit that sold me, honestly, you know, the opposite of the, the bluster and the nonsense of uh, Rex Ryan, Sean McDermott's been that to a T he has mm -hmm. lived that that was not, you know, fl fluff. That was not exaggeration. That's how that's what kind of man he is, is that he plans everything to a T and we are now reaping the benefits of that meticulous approach. And, and you know, thankfully, uh, we stumbled into that. Joe Miller, your thoughts on Sean McDermott when he was named head coach? Also had no clue who he was. Um, and I would say this. Uh, I, I, I was in the last of my high school years in college when the Bills were it, it, like in their heydays of the nineties and then 17 years of no playoffs. And, and there's, I was at the point <clears throat> as a bills fan where literally we had been in quarterback purgatory so long. I bought a Shane Falco Jersey. Like I wore Shane Falco Jersey on Sunday for bills games. That's where I was at. It seemed like to me, <clears throat> it was an endless back and forth. It, when we had a great four, three defense, they would fire the coach and hire a three, four guy. When the guy finally got the 3-4 defense working, they'd fire the guy, hire a 4-3 coach. And it just was back and forth. All we, you know, The defense would be good. All we need is the offense to be top 15, and we can make the playoffs. Couldn't make it happen. When the offense was good, we just need to be the, de the defense to be top 15. Couldn't make it happen. For me, when McDermott was hired, I was just like, whatever. It literally, for me, was like, whatever. I don't, it, great. And yes, to Greg's point, the interview, there was a lot in the interview that struck me as good. But we've seen... The new coach. Oh, they need a young genius mind. You hire that guy. Nope, maybe not. We need an old veteran players coach. You hire that guy. That didn't work. We need a young genius mind. It's like, nope, that didn't work either. I was done. Like, literally, I was just like, I'm, I'm still a season ticket holder. I'm not getting rid of my tickets. The bills are in Buffalo forever. This is great, but I'm just over this until they can figure something out. That's literally where I was when McDermott was hired. And now to everybody's point, the whole panel's point. Thank God. Sean McDermott is the head coach of the Buffalo Bills forever. Hopefully, may he die the head In coach. Perpetuity, <laughs> right? Right. I, I, I'm not ready for life without Sean McDermott as right. my head coach. Josh right. Allen as a quarterback and Brandon mm. Bean as a GM. Like I'm not interested in that life. I, I right. don't want. I'm good. Like just can we do this for like 50 more years, please? For all um, for all four of us. To me, it's going back to trying to enjoy and savor the moments of Jim Kelly and Marv that I don't know that I savored enough. If you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we were all chest thumping because the bills were one of the best teams in, in the NFL, but I don't know that we savored what we had. And now we it's like, young, we, we were young, better. Yeah. right. And now we get the opportunity to savor this, right? Enjoy it. 
right. enjoy it. What did you say, Miller, all, all year long in your podcast? We are in wildest dreams. Wildest dreams land. land. Wildest Whenever, dreams look, land. the podcast finds me around a cup of coffee at the gym and your <laughs> AirPods. You always said we were in wildest dreams land. And uh, man, it feels good. It feels good to be able to have a conversation like this and reflect on an embarrassing stretch of, of Buffalo Bills football because, damn it, we came out on the other end and, and things are looking good. And it is not a hot take to think that the Buffalo Bills could win the Super Bowl this year. So with it no longer being too soon to reflect on the Rex Ryan era of Buffalo Bills football, I want to thank this outstanding panel, Anthony Marino, host of the Breaking Buffalo Rumblings podcast, Greg Thompson, the host of the Cover One Buffalo podcast, and of course, Joe Miller, host of the Overreaction podcast. Fellas, I appreciate everything that you did to make this conversation everything I hoped it would be. So much fun. Go Bills. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. So many amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they're good for you. Lately, I have been hooked on the coconut almond and the raspberry, but they have tons of great flavors that are really, really good. So make sure you check out all that are available over at BuiltBar.com. These things are healthy for you. They're great for anyone who wants to lose weight maintain weight, or just indulge in something delicious. Got to try Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and perfect for anyone who is on the keto diet. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us today here on the podcast. I certainly hope you enjoyed reminiscing on an embarrassing era of football under the leadership of Rex Ryan and the glow up, right? Coming out of this dumpster fire of a situation, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, and this football team that we have enjoyed so much since 2017 and the promise that exists for the 2021 season and beyond because the bills have the right leadership and, um, I finally felt like it just wasn't too soon to have this conversation. So I hope you enjoyed it. Got a good one for you coming tomorrow. Herd mentality, always a blast. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.